morning, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, another production of the Sideline Junkies podcast. This morning, we got our show called The Sunday Rise. And you got to rise up early sometimes to get it in. Not like that. <laughs> so this Sunday morning is myself, the Midnight Rider, the big guy, KG, the boss man, BJ. And this is your Sunday Rise edition on the saddest day on the football calendar. The last day of normalcy. Go ahead, it, is. it is. If, But if you're a fan of the other 30 teams, you're looking forward to next season. You know, so don't don't be sad. It's time to, to, to finish this NFL season, crown a champion, and then we got tons of tons of things to talk about because your team's got free agents, who to sign, who to draft, what color grass they putting down. Is it going to be the dark green, the light green? We got, you know what I'm saying? We got things to talk about, baby. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. I got us. I got us putting down some good Bermuda grass. Grass. Okay. That Bermuda. That's that's the good kind. Yeah, we Kentucky good. bluegrass is better. See. I don't know. Content. Content. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Now, before we jump off into this show, the Midnight Rider got a story to tell. Sit back, cause I got a story to tell. Take it away, Biggie. Nah. So, um, we all know that I've entered into the precious. Life of being 48 and 22 days. No, actually, 13 days. And in this journey, some things have happened. So last night, I come in from taking Josh home. I told Josh to bring down the PS4 so I can get me a good game of um, MLB 20. Use my creative player. See where we are right now. Look around. Phone missing. All right. So I searched the normal spots in the house that I normally put my phone. Long gone. Go to the car. Get in the house. Call T-Mobile. I'm on the phone T-Mobile. Like, yo, you got to stop this and blah, blah, blah. And they done passed me around five times. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm heated. I'm calling somebody uh, MF and, and, and F this and all that. So the lady said, all right, I was able to put a temporary um, hold on your account. Blah, blah, blah. Good. So now I grab, because I always keep a tablet, set the tablet up, because I'm like, damn, I got to go a whole week without a phone. All right, cool, cool. So fall asleep last night around 9.30. Alarm goes off. It's the alarm on my phone. So now I'm retracing steps. I'm following the sound. Following the sound. It's in the one spot I never, ever, 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 ever place my phone. Pick it up because I had it face down. So I pick it up. Of course, I had my aunt call it. So it was on silent the whole time. So that's why I never heard it ring in the house. Phone. 20 feet away from me. Not even 20 feet. Probably five feet away from me. Face down on a black box. And that is how I started my morning this morning. So I'm on the phone now, and I swear to God, it was the same lady from last night that I cussed out, having to restore the service on the phone. So save myself 240 bucks just by being old and forgetful. 
I was I about got to, a, I'm a green bubble baby. Yeah, I was about that. That's why. That's all. It's only two hundred forty dollars. It's the same meat coming from that hamburger place. They build, the, <laughs> they build the phones too. See what you got to do. Got to get your watch. Get your watch, and that way, when you lose your phone, you can hit find my phone on your watch. And even if your phone's on silent, it'll ring. I do it all the time. I misplace my phone in the house. Like, where's my phone? How about and I have my Josh? watch on. Josh don't have a phone. Josh got a phone, right? Yeah. Y'all don't have to find my phone feature. Now I ain't even trying to be funny. Yeah, I, I, don't, had... I don't. I have no idea, brother. KG, y'all got to find my phone feature. Yeah, but it's okay. here's the thing. It's it's crazy because like you can find your devices, mm-hmm. but you got to use your phone to find your devices. I've never had to find my phone from any other device. Like if I lose my earbuds, I can it'll tell me exactly where my earbuds are. Like if my earbuds are in the parking lot in the car, yeah, it'll pinpoint it like it's they're sitting they're in the car they're out here if they're in okay. the house it'll be inside the building so okay well you know find my phone on my watch is the best thing so you know we have it set up you know of course my whole house is uh apple iphone so if i lose my phone or misplace it i can go to my wife and be like hey hit the button and and send a noise to the phone or we could find we could trace it or figure out where it is and it's a beautiful thing because that forty-plus-year-old mind, like the Midnight Rider said, the phone would be in your pocket, and you'd be looking for it. Doug, I've I've had the phone in my hand. Yep, looking for my phone, going crazy too. Like I just had it. Hello, exactly. hold on, let me find my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for my phone. Hold on a second. Damn, where's my phone at? Oh, they just Bruh, talking about. So, so my player went zero for four last night. Which I expected. Water sombrero, three strikeouts, one pop out. All for nothing. All for a phone. Well, always the day, man. Huh? Let me. I got this. Always the day. This is this is Mister Content himself. Why aren't we streaming this? <laughs> why? No, I'm talking about why aren't we streaming the 2020, the created player, the whole, the the, the you know the struggles, the the, the on top of the mountain top. Why are we getting this on on uh the sideline junkies YouTube channel? Why are we getting this midnight rider? Why why won't we, why don't we get privy to this? KG Honestly, KG running seasons from twenty years ago. We ain't get nothing. I ain't got no content on that. Honestly, well, dog, I don't know how to I don't know how to stream from my uh from my PlayStation three. Cause I, I crazy thing is I was playing Madden two thousand four. I just did a franchise in Madden two thousand four, so I could do owner mode. So, you need a you need an adapter. You know how many people on TikTok on uh doing um NCA twelve Madden oh mm-hmm. five. It's, it's a dude that's playing Madden 06 right now. I watch his live all the time. You should be doing your own live. We're gonna talk about this off air. I'm gonna have to issue some citations. Well, I don't play. I'm gonna tell you now. I don't play play my um MLB at all. Like this is probably the first time that I played that since. Maybe last year. Like it's probably been a year since I've even even tried to play it. Mm. I, look, I got MLB to show nineteen. And I put mine down. I pick. I put it down and pick it up. We won a championship last year. No thanks to me, but you know, I only had. I didn't play very many games the last two seasons. They've been bringing me off the bench to pinch hit and stuff like that. But yeah, they call they call them big minor KG on the game. <laughs> <laughs> 
they they at, at least they call me sometimes. I'm on the 40 man roster, but geez, man, I, I don't get no playing time. Like, I can get through a season in like a couple of hours because I don't man, play. You, look, you make sure that Gatorade is is cool. Make sure it's it made. Make sure, make sure the sunflower seeds and the, and the, and the spit jars are good. <laughs> All right, and you get the push from it, so that thing clean in there. This is what happens when you want to play for the Yankees, and you just like, yeah, I'm not gonna leave. Oh yeah, bump that. I need playing time. Yeah, okay. Who I'm playing for? I think right now my players in Chicago. I'm playing right field, and I do that on purpose because then the number of plays you only get, you only get like four or five plays in the outfield, and then you got your four bats, and you can just go through a game in like ten minutes. Yep. I play first base. I was a pitcher. Very good. That's why I fell in love with first base because of BJ being a pitcher. Oh my goodness. I was getting tore up at first, had to, you know, get the controls down and stuff. But once I start building my guy up, woo, circle change. That's all I'm gonna say. You hit it if you think you can hit it. It's coming. Real, real, real quick story. We were in high school. I think it was the last year. I think what was that, 11th grade year we had gym together? Probably so. We played softball. And I want to say we had we had Coach Payne, we had Doc Payne. As as I as I uh our gym teacher, we played softball and BJ was was the pitcher. He was like, go ahead and start hanging the K's on the fence. Like nobody could hit what he was throwing. And he wasn't throwing no smoke. He was just it was just had movement on it. And I played first base. I think me and BJ got the most action because everything was coming back to him. He was tossing to first base. Like two days in a row, this man threw a no-hitter. But nobody wanted to acknowledge that. I did. It was just great, and I fell in love with first base like that. Hey, nobody wants to acknowledge greatness. Just like, just like Patrick Mahomes, just like Brady, you know, LeBron James. Nobody wants to acknowledge greatness, but you know it's there. And then when it when it when it's gone, you can be like, man, I wish I had appreciated that when it was here. That's 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 what it is. Agreed. Go ahead, KG. Uh, Paul says Benosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> uh Joni Evans says uh find my iPhone LO poor green bubble blue bubble we in there iPhone we good my watch iPad look that find my phone it has come it will find like if I lose a airpod it will track the airpod down until you're right on top of it but it it'd it be like you're four feet away you're here it's right here yeah. oh I love it I love it mm-hmm. because I don't imagine I can't imagine what we did before this I, yeah, uh, just kind of looked over stuff. Nah, and tried to our, brain, our brains were definitely sharper back then. These phones are, are making us absolutely stupid. Because I lost it, but Saint Elizabeth and found it because of that app. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you rely on it so heavily. Like I only remember a couple of numbers, and I used to know everybody's number by heart. Um, just off the time, and now I struggle with um. You know, my daughter's number. I'm like, oh, my God, what's her number? And I got to make myself look at it. And I remember it for a week. And then I'm like, if I had to call it, if I have to call it, I probably can't remember it. I, sometimes. Uh, next segment, Ben yells at people to get off his lawn. Shake his fist in the air. And then later uh, on, I got, I got supper at 5 p.m. Um, <laughs> once we get off the show, I'm going to Denny's. For the Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity <laughs> breakfast. You already got your, your table reserved? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> Make sure you get him a, a, a cup of hot water so he can he can soak his silverware. That's right. That's it. That's right. Uh, Jonas says, man, long off season. Excited for the next season for my pack. I'm excited hey. for watch this all off season. Hey man, we got some of our main supporters. Most some of them in the chat. Look, you know what I need from y'all? Cause we got Joe the fan segments lined up. Uh, I know JoJo is uh, scheduled for the 20th, right? Yeah. Okay. I need y'all. And it, it doesn't have to be that show because that's going to be her first show. We got a lot of things for her. But everybody that comes on here, I need y'all to come on. Where We're going we're gonna to grill y'all on y'all teams all season. And that's going to be – that's going to get us through a lot because, like I said, a lot of teams got a lot of things to talk about. So come on here prepared, free agency, um, draft, you know, what you want to see, blah, blah, blah. We want to hear it all. So be prepared for that. I'm telling you, we this offseason, y'all think it's going to be slow and dry for us. It's not. It's going to be wet and it's going to be smooth. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, you guys are so immature. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Joni says, tried to find it, then use the Asheron. Yep. Asheron. Yeah. You, hey, replace this. And they have they have it in the mail the next day. FedEx. FedEx sitting at your door. Mm. <laughs> Paul says, spoiler, we're going to fuck it up. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. Now, I said that I would give my thoughts on this. The 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Uh, Here's the official class. The Colts, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester of the Chicago Bears, Andre Johnson, the first Houston Texan to go into the hall, Julius Peppers, uh, Chicago Bear, Green Bay Packer, Carolina Panther, Tar Heel, uh, Patrick Willis of the San Francisco 49ers, Randy Gratishier uh, of the <clears throat> Orange Crush of the um, Denver Broncos and WCW legend and Chicago Bears Steve Mongo McMichael. I'll throw it to you gentlemen first. Uh, thoughts on this class? You want me to take it first, Midnight Rider? Yeah, go ahead, because I'm going to be short and sweet. Um... I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna turn this into a shit show where I'm I'm shitting on these guys as getting in the Hall of Fame because um but it's just it's so many other guys that's deserving of a Hall of Fame nod. So many guys waiting in the wing and we're not gonna turn this into a local, you know, fight for, you know, certain player. But it's it's not just him, it's a whole slew of people. Because some of these guys aren't deserving. And I we're starting to see a shift where as bad as the NBA Hall of Fame is, NFL is not as bad, but it's starting to it's starting to be like, hold on, hold hold my wine cooler. It's not as bad as the it's like hold my wine cooler. We might be able to, to catch y'all. It's it's you should get in because of what you did on the field. It shouldn't be a sympathy bid. Um, and I say this all the time. You should get in. You can't get in on the 
on, on the backs that you stood on for the same position you played, if that makes sense. Those people that you're standing on for the same position and the same unit that had that that paved the way, because the numbers are never going to be the same. You got you're not going to get the numbers you had in the 80s and the 90s now. It's just not it's not the same. It's not the same game. Game is faster, just like basketball, hockey. The athletes, you know, are somewhat better. That's questionable. So the numbers aren't going to be the same. So I just don't understand how you put somebody in and they got a line of people behind them at the same position that trailblazed the way for that. I, I don't get that. I, I, I'll never get it. Um, I think it's a lot of, I don't want to say a lot. I think it's probably three or four of these guys that shouldn't be in this year. And I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to get into who, maybe we'll save that for another show because we hope the 2025 electees and who's eligible and stuff. So we'll, we'll maybe save that. And I'll throw it to the Midnight Rider. Um, piggybacking on just what you said, I think sometimes somebody has to be uh, the marijuana in the situation. And I think Devin Hester, I'm a, I'll say his name, I think he's the gateway drug for getting other special teamers in. Um, Because they put a special team there in like once every – three or four years, you know, a guy like um, Vinatieri is going to get in because of the kicks he made, you know, Ray guy, somebody that had to get in because of his hang time and us saying hang time or using the term hang time. I also believe it should be guys that stood out and you were like, Oh, that's that guy. Yeah. I remember him. Not uh, kind of sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like it should be guys that the their name is said, you're like, yeah, hall of famer. And I think sometimes if you have to think about it, I think that's when the notion for me is a struggle. But that's kind of how I see it. I think if I look at the guy, I was like, yeah, I remember this guy dominating for a stretch. Or I said he was the best at his position for a while. That's another person that gets in the hole for me. Go ahead, KG. These comments are brought to you by KG and reflect KG thoughts only. Sorry, go ahead. Don't take this the wrong way. I already sent the email to the FCC. Go ahead, KG. Don't take this the wrong way. I have no beef with Devin Hester. It's not that I don't like Devin Hester. I love Devin Hester. But hearing people call him the greatest return man, and I've only heard them call him the greatest return man in the history, maybe the last year or two. And I'm like, yeah, you weren't saying that before. Like, I had a whole conversation with Lee Ice in the, on the comment section about uh, Devin Hester and Brian Mitchell. And he was like, Devin Hester, you were scared to kick the Devin Hester. Yeah, you were scared to kick the Dante Hall. Brian Mitchell, it was a thing of getting enough hang time so the cut, kick coverage could get down there on Brian Mitchell because all he was he was one cut and go. Number two in all time, all uh, all purpose yards all time, right there. Every, he still owns three return records. He's every record that Devin has to broke was his. Okay. That's number one. Number two, I think Devin, if you weren't I, Brian Mitchell, Steve Tasker, long shots because those are special teams guys. But you have guys like Joe Jacoby. You have guys like uh, 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 London Fletcher, uh, 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 Roger Craig. 
you have guys that are on the all 80s decade team that are not in the NFL when everybody else is. You see what I'm saying? If you want to go with special teams, you have guys like Reggie Roby, one of the greatest punters ever. His hang time was, you know, he used to wear a stopwatch on his wrist to measure his hang time. He was the first person, I think, that had a hang time over five seconds. You got guys that can get in earlier, and they're not. I understand uh, 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 Mongo McMichael. I do. I understand why they did it, and I expected them to do it. He's suffering from ALS. We don't know how much time he has left. And I know they were going to, I knew they were going, the senior committee was going to vote him in. Um, Patrick Willis, I think they could have waited. I think they could have waited on Patrick Willis. Julius Peppers, I think at the end of his career, we kind of knew he was a lock for the Hall of Fame. Him, Freeney, Andre Johnson. I don't think anybody has any problems with those three. I think it's the other ones that everybody has a problem with. And, you know, not having a problem with the players is the pick. And Matt brought up a really, really good point. Uh, NFL just just has to too many get in every year. It's becoming a new hall of really good players, not the all-time greats. And that's the truth. Uh, JoJo says, uh, man, watching those players most teared up when the Hall of Fame famous came, told them, welcome, you made it, made, made it. it's awesome. And here's the crazy thing. Old boy that was doing the knocks, he stepped down last year, right? That's I why think they got so. the- I think they had, then they had other people doing it now. I think he retired. Yeah. But it was some sort of controversy, allegedly, why he stepped down. I'm not sure about that. I got to look Wild speculation. Up. Wild speculation. But, um... I agree. This is starting to become the hall of very good because if you notice there, where's the contributors, you know, you always, you also have um, contributors and, and coaches and things like that. I don't see any contributors or coaches on this list. I don't see where, where where's your, 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 uh, what's his name? Um, geez. Where, where's your Tony Dungy's? Where's your 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 Wayne Severs, you know? Where's your your Lloyd Wells, you know? Guys that contributed to the game being what it is. Where's your co- contributors that supposed to have their own their own uh, bust as well? But it just seems <sighs> it's, a, it's a political thing. It's almost look. I get I get what Mongo is going through. Steve Mongo McMichael should not be in the Hall of Fame. Nowhere near it. Passing, driving by, going past the interstate, looking at it, as close as he could be there. Um, I mean, you can... I don't want... Andre Johnson, have, have, have you ever said... Man, during his time, he's the best receiver in the league. He's been in the top yes. five. You said, where's Midnight Rider at? Midnight Rider, please, gosh. You never thought that about Andre Johnson? During his time, during the league, that he was number one. When we talk about he's the best receiver in the league compared to everybody else he was playing with in the league. He's been in the top five, top ten conversation. 
I, I think he's been in the top two. It was him and Megatron. I would never in my life, if you ever speak of Andre Johnson and Megatron in the same sentence ever again. See, this is what I'm talking about. You just proved my point. You can't even speak that man. He was a very good receiver. You can't speak the same breath of Megatron when you talk receivers with Andre Johnson. That's that's. Then you're talking about Deion Sanders, and then um, Benjamin St. Juice getting in the Hall of Fame eventually. They're not. They're, even if he get in the Hall of, Fame, they're not on the same level. Once you have a gold jacket, once you have a a, a dirty bronze jacket. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to shit on Andre Johnson, but this is what I'm talking about. When you go look at the receivers on the Hall of Fame, Jerry Rice, Megatron, all these guys, and then you see Andre Johnson. It's just like he's not even in the top 20 of the Hall of Fame receivers. And the guys you're just supposed to be putting in, you'd be like, man, I think when you put this guy in the Hall of Fame, He's going to be top 10 of the guys that's in there or top five. That's the argument. Not when he gets in, he's automatically at the bottom of the list of receivers. Who, who else Who else played during Andre Johnson's time? We had Megatron. And he had, I think you're forgetting. I think you're forgetting his, um, his stretch when he came into the league. He had a, he had a good, he actually had a good career. But his, um, yeah. I, had him, I had him on my fantasy team, so I know Andre Johnson did pretty well, um, even with the bad quarterbacks they had in Houston for a couple of stretches. Andre Johnson still got his, um, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't, but you just said good. We're talking about Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is supposed to be great, great. See, see, we, have, we, have, we have this argument every, we do. every off season. Uh, you want to do the color? The color tiered jackets. No, I, um, I don't. Just, I'm saying that if they did, that's that's where he would be at. And if you're if you're not gold, you shouldn't get in. That's all I'm saying. See, and I think he is gold. I really do. I think he's a. I think he's a Hall of Famer for the stretch that he played in. He if he's not top three, um, at worst he's top four. But it's it's not many other guys. Like if we getting guys like Tory Holt. And guys like that in the discussion to end. What, 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 um, what, um, what, what decade would he can be considered if they did an all decade team? Would he be two thousands? Yeah, he'd probably be the two thousands. Yeah, two thousands. Does he? Does he make that team? He doesn't yeah. make that team. Andre Johnson from the the two thousands. We got the receivers that played in the two thousands. Let's hey, let's pin this and let's put this because this isn't. This is that that show you were talking about. The next one, yeah. Where we start breaking down the validity of these guys, and I and I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I think part of the problem with the with the whole um, now is it's too speculative. Like we have too many options in front of us because we've seen the numbers change. We're the generation where the numbers have gone from, you know, a joker getting 500 yards. I mean, I'm sorry, 500 catches, being a Hall of Famer. Now, dudes in five seasons will have 500 yards. So we're on that dangerous bubble where the game has transitioned and taken the spoon to a whole different place. And I think that's the difference for us. And, and are we going to put a pin in this? 
he is not on the all two thousand. He's not on the two thousands all decade team. Yeah, but look who he's behind. That's what I'm saying. We got. But you, we, we, talk- we got pin it. We got pin it. That's what I'm saying. We got pin. We we, we can we go to we had this guy played from 2003 to 2017. So he 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 could actually be in the 2000s or the 2010s. So he yeah. had two, he actually has two chances to be in because if you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady's in the 2000s All Decade Team and the 2010s. So Shit, he Tom Brady could be in the 2020s if he wanted. Probably well, he didn't play enough. He you know he. I don't. I don't think he would be the twenty twenties. I think that's already filled. But you know, of course, Patrick Mahomes would be number one. But blah, blah blah. But he has two chances to be on an all decades team, and I and, and we'll pin it because I don't. I want to save this show because we got to talk about the twenty twenty five guys, and then we can get in depth in this more. Maybe we can throw some stats out there, and um, and and go from there because this is this is going to turn into a thirty minute show. <laughs> already already know it. Uh, Matt says, problem NFL has created, you have guys with similar stats both in and out and can't figure out why guy A is in but guy B is out. Yeah, somebody said that um, <clears throat> on a post. They said, London Fletch is number two all-time in, in tackles. Jesse Tuggles number five, and neither one is in the Hall of Fame. They have the stats, but everybody around them is in. Guys below them, guys you know above them, but it, – this is why, this what is why I hate your, no disrespect to you, but this is why I hate your blind ballot. Um, because the numbers and the names matter. You can show me Jesse Tuggle, but I never in my life that I ever think Jesse Tuggle was the greatest linebacker of, of, of that decade. And the fact he has more tackles to me just means he played on bad teams and he just didn't have anybody playing in front of him. Same thing with London Fletcher. I never looked at London Fletcher as a Hall of Famer. I actually thought he was the worst. I, I always wanted us to replace him because, to me, and I, and this is where we get to this to to your view of it. I just I thought we could have done better. I'm watching teams with linebackers that can go sideline to sideline, um, and I just watch him, and it's just he just didn't do it for me. So let me stop there because I'm about to have us continue this conversation and. It's, we're gonna go down the wormhole and be stuck there for an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, so we'll put a pin in there. Let's uh <clears throat> pin that. Let me let me write that down. Maybe maybe we maybe we can come back next Sunday and that'll be what we talk. Uh, Hall of Fame validity. Let's call it that. All right, so we got to get over to NFL honors. Um, uh, a lot of things. Came about in this one. Uh, some surprises. Um, top award was MVP. 49 out of 51st place votes went to Lamar Jackson. That one guy, I believe, voted for uh, Josh Allen. Um, offensive player of the year, which I think the Midnight Rider called this. He said Christian McCaffrey win it, and he sure enough did. Uh, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. People were bitching about that. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson Jr. Uh, Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. I would say uh, other, but okay. Um, comeback oh, Player of the Year, Drew. Uh, no, no, 
Don't 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 glance over that because you said you made a face. You didn't make a face from the others. How does a man with eleven wins with four different quarterbacks that drag January Joe off his couch, shine them up, gets in the playoffs, and you're just like, oh no, nah, he shouldn't be close to the year. Four Demico quarterbacks. Ryan. He was on his Demico four Ryan. left tackles. Four quarterbacks, four left tackles. That's not coaching. D'Amico runs. D'Amico runs. He took a team that was only supposed to win, what, I think their over-under was three games? And he turned them into a playoff team with a rookie quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We talked about that before that this season was even announced. Game. The rookie started every he game. He did not. He did not. He four. He did not. Four. He played games with DTR, Joe Flacco, and Joshua Dobbs. No, Dobbs ain't traded already. Whoever else. It doesn't even matter who the fourth one is. It doesn't matter. You got your opinion. I have my opinion. I appreciate the argument. And and I'm going to make an argument for both sides. You can make an argument that Stefanski had a world-class defense because it's proven because he has the defensive player of the year. So, you know, at at one point with that defense, we could have played quarterback and they probably would have won 13-10, you know, on field goals. The other side a whole lot of in routes because I ain't throwing yeah, to the sideline. That there you go. Um, the other side, I get what KG's saying because Houston wasn't supposed to do anything this year. And to revive that franchise after what they lost, what they went through with a rookie quarterback, and not just him shine, but the whole team, whole the whole thing shine. And then they won the division, right? They won mm-hmm. the division. Yep. I think I, I think it's 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 this is probably where you could have done the the co-coach of the year. You probably could have done it. Cause both both are very admirable. And I, I see where the midnight riders coming from. And I see where big guys coming from. Um I think, you know, for me, it's impressive either way. Um it's impressive and you know, Cleveland fell short, but you know, that's it is what it is. Here's what I'll say. You got the offensive rookie of the year. You got the defensive rookie of the year. We said this long before this came out, that D'Amico Ryan's is your front runner because of what he's doing in Houston. They jailed at the right time, and they went off. We said that. We said that right here on this show, in this very ring. We said that. I expected nothing less. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out. It took you a while to get on the Houston Texans train. Because I didn't see the vision. And then I, I woke up and I saw the light. Like, like, I saw the light. Because I know from after se- the end of September, I started talking Texans. And you looked at me like I had three heads and a missing toe. Because I didn't expect much from them. And that, oh my, okay, okay, okay. But we... When we got later on in the season and I started seeing what you were talking about and I started paying more attention, I said, what did I say? I said the same thing you would say. We all agreed. D'Amico Ryan's got to be your coach of the year. Okay. He's doing so much with less. That's that's many Ron Rivera right there. It took him a while to change. <laughs> Look, Ron, we Rivera, just do we- Ron Rivera is just sending in 
the set halftime change for game number 11. He's sending that in now. <laughs> well, Matty Ice agrees with me. I appreciate that. Um, Matty Ice he also agrees. Says no, 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 time off. Don't glance over this Matty Ice thing like Matty Ice. No, Matty Ice is agreeing because he lives in Cleveland and he doesn't want to hear it on Sports Talk Radio of how <laughs> the best he's coach of the year. And they would just because, because, no, because after like week five, they would win a ball game. And the first 10 phone calls in the eight o'clock hour was like fire Stefanski. Now, all these new jokers have been came back around. Oh, he's coaching the year. Look at what he did with the team. I'd be looking at the radio like, what happened to y'all week five, week six, when y'all was firing this man every week? They literally wanted to fire this guy from week five to week 14. And now all of a sudden, they dance in the streets, jubilating and gyrating and giving out beads and whatever else they can do when you celebrate something. Making babies because they made the playoffs and they act like, oh, well, we always like Stefanski. Yeah. How my little guy do? A bullshit. <laughs> uh, Stefanski is an okay choice but Houston came out of nowhere this year and I agree with that uh, Lee Ice chiming in he said I think CJ Shroud should have been the West unsell NFL he should have won the rookie of the year and the MVP who had Houston winning anything yeah Midnight Rider did and um Matt says, from all the awards they won, Cleveland planning their Super Bowl parade for next year. I got to wait for Anthony Lama to come back because he's one of the personalities in the morning in, in Cleveland. Uh, he's been off this week because he just had a baby or something. So I want to hear the real conversations then. That's when it's going to get juicy. And you're going to hear all the Super people. Bowl. The Super Baconators. The, yeah, that's it. Super Bowl. Super Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you send that man some some eight hundred motion if he just had the baby. Good God, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Jeez. Um, comeback player of the year was Joe Flacco. Uh, a lot of people Thank were goodness bitching and complaining about that. They say you know Flacco just came back from the couch. Jamal Hamlin came back from death. Um, and, it, and Joe came back in those five or six games which is sad and played more than DeMar Hamlin's played in his probably his entire career. Now, don't get me wrong. But the, the whole DeMar Hamlin situation is captivating. And I'm a Buffalo Bills guy. It's captivating. It's inspiring. It's great to see him up and about. But this this guy, no, not comeback player of the year, not playing. You could probably count the minutes he played on the field this year. Like, no. Uh-uh. You have to give that, the, and it, you know everybody's bitching that Flacco didn't play enough. I'd rather see Fl- Flacco came in and made an impact. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are we doing here? Why are we acting like Baker Mayfield doesn't exist? Hey, Last that season, was Baker, Baker Mayfield played on two teams in ten days because a team <laughs> gave up on him, traded him to the Rams. He played that game. The whole offseason, everybody acted like he should be out the league. He signed for like, I don't even know if he made double digit in terms of million dollars last season. He has 28 touchdowns. He leads Tampa to the division, playing 16, 17 games, whatever it is. And he gets he doesn't get a peep. I, I didn't forget. Like, this, this is like this is like when when who's who's the comedian? Where he was like 
um, Stephen um, wrote songs in the kid life and he can't get a peek. Like, come on, we can't get Baker Mayfield just a peek, a little love. Like, I mean, it's just I just don't understand what we're doing here when you have a guy that actually had to resurrect his career. The true definition of a comeback player. Play 17 games and Lucille got to play six with 13 touchdowns and eight interceptions. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. Yeah, 100% right. You're 100% right. No, uh -oh. none for me. Is he good? No. Nope. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay. That was abrupt. I was like, oh, shoot. But I, I agree. Uh, geez, I'm uh, that's the I'm, 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 I'm not mad. At no, but that's the beauty of this. This is why we have a con a format is because you get to argue, and it sounds like all three of us like three different people, and I think that is a testament to the NFL at least getting the the nominees right, where you have an argument for each person in that category. And I ain't mad at that. Agreed. Go ahead. What's the next one? Uh, that was it. That was the last one. That was the last award. Um, does anyone play flack? Play Flacco? Pay Flacco to start next year? I think somebody does. No. No, nah, I don't think so. No. I mean, I think you, you 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 might give them. Like that 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 um reset contract, so that way in case of emergency you can break glass and let him play a couple games. I think he's showing you that that in a stretch he can play five or six games for you. If you invest in seventeen games in Joe Flacco, um, you should go ahead and update your resume, get on LinkedIn, get on Indeed, and start looking for a new job already. If he, that's your plan going into the season, he showed you in the playoffs. He showed you in the playoff game. I think he ran out of gas. I think he ran out of gas a little bit in the playoff game, and it showed. And you know, I'm not shitting on Big Joe, but you know, like like the Midnight Rider said, that can't be a long term plan. That has to be um, our quarterback is down for five or six weeks. You know, we got a good team. We just need to we need to go, you know, 500 or or you know, through this stretch and, until we, we get our main guy back. That's what that is. That cannot be. A 17 game plan, absolutely not. All right, and the bad part about it, he wanted to sign with the Jets, and the Jets wouldn't even sign him. When Aaron Rodgers went down, he wanted to go back to the Jets. Now, the Jets are probably kicking themselves because they stuck with Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson just ain't got it. No, nah, not really. I mean, we always talk about sometimes it's just the right place, right time. He might, he, he would have went to the Jets, and they would have been struggling for whatever reason. What he did, how he plays ball, work with Cleveland. And we keep forgetting Cleveland and, and the Jets. Jets do too. I, I put the Jets up there, but the Cleveland has a very good defense. Very good defense. So don't forget that you can you can make you you have a little more leeway with your quarterback when you have Miles Garrett on the other side. When you have T.J. Watt on the other side, you got a little bit more leeway. So I think the other thing that helped Cleveland in that situation, I think. This is the healthiest their secondary has been um, the last three years. Like you had Newsom, you had Grant Delpit, you had um, 
um, JOK. You had a lot of guys play double-digit games that missed double-digit games the season before. So you had some guys and some opportunities where the, their best tonic was on the field a lot of times. So I totally agree with you, BJ. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, KG. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's time for the pizza resistance of the show. Talking Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58. Chiefs versus Niners. Niners are one and a half point favorites. They're the away team. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. Before we jump into this, I have a couple of questions for everyone listening, as well as the gentleman sitting here on this panel. Oh, we're on a panel? I hold on, I ask this question every year. <laughs> and I don't want to see no screens go blank. I don't want to see no hands go anywhere. What is the only Super Bowl matchup that can never be played again? Say what? The What's only, the only, only Super Bowl matchup, matchup that can never be played again? Damn. Miami and uh, the Colts. Not Miami and the Colts. Hmm. The Colts and the Jets? It is. Can never be played again. In a Super Bowl, at least. Uh, That's a great question. You know, I'm, I, 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 I tell people, I say, I give, I've given people three years. Three years, same questions, three years to win $20. And nobody ever wants to take the $20. I don't think you have to worry about them even being in the Super Bowl no time soon, so. Sorry, Jets fans. Sorry, Colts fans. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, gentlemen, a question. We're at an age where on Super Bowl Sunday they used to go through, and this wasn't. This is pre. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna say pre cable because I mean we had uh, Metro Vision. That's what we used to have. We used to have Metro Vision cable, and you could watch the recap of every Super Bowl all the way up into the, the current Super Bowl on that Sunday. That's they played all day long to get you ready for the current Super Bowl that evening. Now, if you had to pick a Super Bowl that was your favorite to watch, which one would it be? I got three. Okay. They're all three ones, the Redskins one. What are, what are we doing here? Make it simple. I mean, that's the only time that I walked away from the Super Bowl with the team that I rooted for one. So I'm gonna always watch those. I mean, they I watched the clips when they showed the Brian Mitchell. I mean, I, the, but the '91 team against the Bills because I remember the Bills talk. Even if the Bills didn't talk shit that week, because there's some rumors that the Bills didn't say some of the things that were said that they said. And those things got created by. Some of the Washington coaches to create a narrative um, and to put a spark under each uh, under the team, but yeah, I think that's for me. I mean, there's been some good games. Don't get me wrong. Um, Rams Titans jump out right away to me in terms of good games where you know you got Steve McNair driving and a shooting tackle gets Tennessee off and the Rams to win. How do we talk about the greatest show on turf? And this is another show, but if that one yard doesn't happen, how are we looking at the greatest show on turf? 
Agree. Uh, boss? I think the number one for me is the the 07 uh, Patriots Giants. Um, I've been so conflicted in my life of wanting to see Randy Moss win a Super Bowl, but wanting the Patriots to lose. Um, number two for me, and I, you know, I I know I'm gonna take heat for this one, but what I think is the greatest throw in Super Bowl history, which is Roethlisberger to Holmes. I think that's one of the greatest throws I've ever seen in my life. Um, that that Super Bowl. Say it again. I said, how does he see that? Let him know that's, how does he that, that that throw, that's prime Roethlisberger, prime Holmes. That throw was amazing. And I think that Super Bowl had the the everything the NFL wanted, the bang, the answer to the bang, the, the answer to that bang. And it came down to that was just uh, a great Super Bowl. <sighs> Number three had to be um, the 2000 Ravens because you got invested in that. It was local. You wanted to see what that defense did. And it's just like, all right, somebody's going to expose this defense, and they couldn't. That defense was everything dialed up to be. And then they got to the Super Bowl. Um, who who returned the kicks? Lewis? Yep. Jermaine they, opened that, they opened that Super Bowl up. It wasn't no defense. In short. They, they did their thing in that Super Bowl. And that was against the Giants, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 So those, those are my top three. Um, KG, I'm uh, I'm being disgusted here. This sounds like a new situation. Hey, say hi. Hi. Only one. It's only one. What color? Color is white. If I gotta pick three, hey, 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 you gotta leave, you gotta make all that noise. If I gotta pick three, number three, okay, you got to go. You got to go. He said number three, though. He was setting you up. You can't get rid of Flavor Flav. She said number three. She's yellow. Number three is yellow. Um, number three. Y'all gonna laugh at me at, at my top three. No, but number no, three. Hold time out time. Before you even go. All right, DJ. How many of these Super Bowls are in black and white? He's got three games, three teams. The over under is one and a half. <laughs> well, actually, no Super Bowl was in black and white because we had color TV long before 66. So thank you very much. You know what I mean, dog. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Favorite Super Bowl number three got to be Super Bowl one. Max McGee's performance in that Super Bowl it made me go out and practice to catch one handed behind me, no matter where the ball was. It just made me go out and practice an awful lot, you know, trying to catch the ball, contorting my body, and knowing that he wasn't sober that game did, did, did it real well for me. Um, number two got to be uh. Got to be the Giants versus the Broncos and Phil Simms' performance in that game and just the passes that he threw. I think that was probably the greatest quarterback performance ever in any Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken, he had a, pa- a perfect passer rating in that game. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, number one, it's a tie, of course, between the 91 Super Bowl with uh, Buffalo and, and, and Washington. But it's also a tie with uh, the 2012 Super Bowl, the Ravens versus the 49ers. Because I walked into that game and I said, the Ravens are taking this. I said, I love Kaepernick, but the Ravens are taking this. And I won so much money off of that. So I, I love it. But, and, you know, obvious reasons why 91 is my favorite. So. Good job, man. Three of them in color. That's beautiful. Three of them that you actually saw, not on, on VHS. That's beautiful, KG. I love it. I love you, Joe Collins. I told you how. I told you how I was raised, man. I was raised to watch everything. Like, I watched clips of Johnny Unitas when I was eight years old. You got to watch how he throws the ball. See how he throws the ball? See how he works? That's what you got to do. You got to be able to make have your mind working to be able to get these things done. That's the way I was taught. I knew, no, a two no, minute, I knew how to execute a two-minute drive before I knew how to do times tables, man. That's what's up, man. That's that's the way I was always. Uh, Matt says, uh, I'm going to watch it, but, man, I really don't have no rooting interest in this one. The lion shit in the bed ruined it. Ah, I'm going to tell you something that they wasn't going to let happen. They wasn't going to let Baltimore – and the, uh, uh, the Nubian Sumo said it last night. They wasn't going to let Baltimore and Detroit be in the same Super Bowl in Vegas. He said they would uh, – they would, all the Easter suits – and uh, Osher, uh, Osher skin shoes would be sold out by the time everybody got there. They wasn't letting that happen. Um, Lee Ice says, Super Bowl 14, Rams versus Raiders. John Vicenda's voice talking about the underdog Vince Ferragamo's Rams is epic. Hey, Vicenda is epic, period. Anything he talks about. And that's why they called him the voice of God. Ah. <sighs> Matty Ice. No one wants to talk about Demarcus Allen run against a certain team. It was over pursuit. They gave it to him. They just they they gave it to him. Don't 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 worry about it. Over pursuit or just skilled footwork, man. Uh, no 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 like, no. So, it looked like so it I think at that time, I think at that time I was like six, maybe seven. And you know how in the, when you got around the fellas, you know back in the day, either during recess or in the neighborhood. I think every joker tried to recreate that run when they played throwback tackle or throwback whatever you was playing or whatever you called it. I'm not going to use the other name because that name might get us in trouble and get us canceled, but smear the cue. Whatever you want to do, or however you want to call it, everybody tried to mark us out during that. And if you didn't do it during that, you did it during recess when you were playing whatever, five on five, ten on ten, you would try to recreate that run. That was epic. Speaking of which, if that was the case, man, a lot of us would have went pro. You know, I had D1 offers off by recess highlight tapes. I'm just going to say that. Oh, I'm I'm a true gold jacket Hall of Famer off recess. (laughs) Hey, street football, I got fitted for my – I mean, I had a long career, but I got fitted for my gold jacket a long time ago. Most touchdowns in the neighborhood. Most passing touchdowns. I don't have to go with my accolades. Y'all already know. I was just great at what I did. <laughs> He's stupid. All right, man. Um, 
Maddie says, sadly, that is my last greatest Super Bowl memory for my team. Yeah, because next time you got the Super Bowl, y'all got hoes. But that wasn't the year y'all was supposed to go. The tuck rule ended that. But um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get into this, fellas. Uh, Chiefs Niners um, over under 47 and a half. Niners are uh, one and a half point favorites. Let me write this down. Let's start with the boss, BJ. Who you taking in this one? I'll be real quick with this. My my gut says the Chiefs, but I'm going to go with the Niners. And what the Niners have to do today, they have to let somebody else beat them besides Travis Kelsey. This cannot be a Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, 11 receptions, 170, and three touchdowns today. This cannot be that. You have to force those other receivers. I believe Tooney's not playing today. Again, you have to force everybody else to beat you. Cover Travis Kelsey, double him, do whatever you have to do. The other thing is, I say this all the time, you have to get to Mahomes. You have to get to Mahomes. You have to get him, and you got to get one of them sacks from the, your big boys where you lay on him. You drive him in the ground. You rattle his cage early. You have to get to him. Um, you cannot let Kelsey beat you. Let, let him throw to everybody else. They have to have a plan to slow down Travis Kelsey. Um, the 49ers to win this game, this is where the 49ers cause you issues because they have a lot of weapons on the offensive side. And I think with Cal Shanahan's play calling abilities and ability to keep you all, I think this is going to be an epic battle between Shani and Spagnola. I'm a, this, this is going to be a good one. And um, Spagnola showed you what he can dial up. And Shanahan done the same thing. They, and they're going to they gonna go at it. And I'm going to give Shanahan a nod today. Y'all know I love me some Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think they're going to have enough to eat to edge this out. Um, I'm going to take the Niners to win. I'm going to take the over the 47 and a half. Uh, I think the Chiefs cover. I think this is going to be a close game. I do. I think this is going to be a close game. I, I I think I think this is going to be one of them 31-30, last second field goal type things. So, midnight rider. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's amazing. Thank you. All right, my bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those um matchups that you know you get two great coaches, some that you probably don't think you get in your wildest dreams. Um. I don't know who I picked. I'm trying to avoid some bad karma. I'm going to try to shake it off. Um, act like it's 1989. Um, try to avoid having a Hayes. All right, my bad. I'm just spouting off Taylor Swift songs just to fuck with um, KG. So here we go. <laughs> Real analysis. Um, Chiefs Niners, I just think this game is going to be special. I think this is going to be one of those Super Bowls that it's going to be back and forth the whole time. And once we get to the end, um, the last two minutes of this game should be special. And I think because of this number, I've hated this number all week, minus one and a half, because it makes me feel like whoever you pick as the winner, you just got to go with that. And, and, and the number goes with you. So um, I'm a guy that traded Tom Brady back in 2012 because I thought his career was done in the NFL. And, of course, he played 10 more years. 
So when they say what, don't bet against whatever, I'm not betting against Mahomes. So I got Mahomes winning this late. Um, and I definitely have this hitting me over. And my Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Mm. All right. I got my Super Bowl MVP being Purdy. And I'm taking the Niners. Oh, Purdy. Miss Purdy. And the over. Friday night. I think it's going to be, it I think it's gonna be uh, really, really close. Um, But I, I got a underlying rooting interest in this one because – I want to see the silverback win a ring. That's all I care about. Okay. Trent Williams winning the ring. Yeah, Chase Young gets a ring too. That's if he, you know, if they decide to give him one. But I don't think he'll be back with the Niners next year. Okay. So uh, you say, okay? No, I'm just agreeing with you. I don't think so either. I don't think he'll be back with the Niners next year. Um. What's crazy is, uh, being honest, I hope a lot of things happen. I hope that the, I know the Niners have picked their song to come out to. I was hoping that it was Carnival by Kanye West. That's what I was hoping it would be. I was hoping it would be some some sort of Kanye West song just to stick the screws to him. But obviously it's not. It's going to be something else. But uh, oh, thank you. Aha! Aha! I get it now. Okay. Taste so, the uh, taste the soup. Sorry, man. Yeah. So, I I I gotta go with the Niners in this one. I'm not. It's not because anything wrong with the Chiefs, but I think the Niners. I think Kyle Shanahan's like I got him. I got him because the Chiefs have struggled mightily this year and it's not because of coaching it wasn't because of my homes it's because of their receiving core they've struggled and i think this will be a game where you're gonna have to, they're gonna have to depend on travis kelsey an awful lot so if they take travis kelsey away nobody else is gonna step up to take the burden and help out my homes so that's that well, if it's been a struggle all year, I mean, this is perfect for the Chiefs because you got to fight for your right to party. I'm sorry. But that's Beastie Boys. Right, but that's also Kelsey because he does it every post-game in Super Bowl. Yeah, well, guess what? He He's not from Detroit. Don't do that. Uh, Lee Ice says Chiefs easy, 27-10. Ooh. Oh, and <laughs> shout out to Lee Ice because Lee Ice is doing this. On Vegas time, so it's like seven, like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. It's eight o eight. Um, no, 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 three hours. It's nine o so eight. Also, before we forget, let's also because this show Tuesday, um, I think it comes on at seven and nine. So you probably won't watch the nine o'clock show, so you can watch us at seven thirty. Um, but they're live from Vegas, and they have a big announcement for Clear Productions. So let's check that out if you can. Um, I know they also replay it during the week, but um, shout out to the fellas, Clear Productions, Lee Ice, the big dog. Um, enjoy your Super Bowl, man. Enjoy your day. 
I sent you some food spots. All right, drop it in there. Bold predictions. Isaiah Pacheco, 24 rushes, 134 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Ooh. I think the tight end on the other side has a big day. George Kittle? George Kittle. Oh, yeah, you got two of the best tight ends going up against each other. Give me nine. Nine for 140 and two touchdowns. He gets that. He is super dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I had him for 40 receiving yards. He had 26. Mm. It's the only I mean, well, two weeks ago. It was the only bet on the card that didn't hit. Mm. Now, this is Yo, bold. Gambling, gambling is a tempestuous whore. It's going to let you know that. This is that bold. Is. I'm sorry. That is. Lee Ice says, bold prediction, Chase Young gets a sack. Wow. And etches his name in Super Bowl history. Chiefs win, Kelsey gets MVP, proposes to Swift, and MAGA folks hate slow. <laughs> what? But all over the field. What? Bold prediction. Only the cheater cheat on her during the parade, and they break up. And then she writes an album about it that goes uh, diamond. There we go. We don't run. Hey, the NFL script, baby. Uh, Christian McCaffrey breaks the what? Thirty-four-year-old record set by Timmy Smith of two hundred four yards. He breaks that today and gets two hundred five. The hot two hundred five live CMAC, and I mean rushing, not all together rushing. Ooh. So that that's a that's my bold prediction. Uh, safe bets. Uh, Debo gets a receiving touchdown, seventy yards, five receptions. No safe bets today. This is Super Bowl. It's all in. Mm, pushing the chips to the middle of the table, baby. All of them. All of Let's them. Go. Let's go. Well, here's a safe bet. If the over under the C Taylor Swift is seven, I'm taking the over. Uh, I think you'll see Taylor Swift at least eight to ten times flashed across the screen. That's if she's there. If she's not there, you'll have her mentioned at least four to five times. I thought they said she um, landed like last night at like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something. Brother, I couldn't tell you when she landed because I really don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, you I'm care. being honest. I, oh, I you don't. care? No, I don't. You do. Because here's my thing. She's an okay girl. She's just not my cup of tea. And I, I've said it on this show many a times. I'm not a Swifty. I'm not really a fan of hers. When you made that Unseasoned remake of September by Earth Wind and Fire. You don't go from do you remember the 21st night of September? You don't go from that to do you remember the 21st? No, you don't do that. You hurt my feelings with that because you mess with some shit that shouldn't have been messed with. 
Beyonce's Before I Let Go. You mess with something that shouldn't have been messed with. That's a cookout song that you do not mess with. Okay. I was just making sure you're going to be equal opportunity in this because you started down that road. No, it, it, when, uh, who was it? I can't think of who it was. Uh, I think it was Megan Thee Stallion or somebody. They, they took the beat from Boys in the Hood and made Girls in the Hood. You broke my soul with that. No pun intended. Because you fucked up a good song. Stop taking our music and messing with it. Leave the classics alone. Leave them alone. Leave stuff by N.W.A., Frankie Beverly and Mays, Earth, Wind and Fire. She, uh, also, she also messed up the uh, Ray Quad at Ghostface joint. See? See? Leave our stuff. Leave the Wu-Tang stuff alone. Leave everything alone. That's ours. I, uh, uh, Matt said, I think it was five and a half. It was 5.5. Uh okay now yeah I'm that's definitely get off my lawn moment I'm shaking my fist at the clouds right about now. Uh, are, are we okay to continue the show? I mean yeah I'm I'm all right. What y'all eating right. today? Oh so this is um funds is low week so I gotta make spaghetti something that's gonna last for a couple days and then <laughs> I'm also gonna do a um. I got some drumsticks, so I'm gonna slow cook some drumsticks, um, and then serve them over, of course, a nice bit of rice um, with a medley of green peppers and onions. That's how you say it. You don't just say over onions. You gotta say over a medley of onions and peppers to make it sound. sound. I gotta make it sound Michelin star. You know what I'm saying? Now, my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might cook it in wine sauce. Yeah, I'll be at work today, but I'm gonna take some uh turkey burgers the wife made last night. Take some oh I'm sorry, turkey sliders. Take some turkey sliders. Um and that'll be my lunch for the day. Did she make it the traditional way? What's the traditional way? Well, I mean, well, you just make it like a burger. Like my wife will make turkey burgers, right? She'll make them by hand, but then she'll smother them in gravy. Nah, they just regular. You know, she made them. The little small patties that fit on King's Hawaiian rolls. And, uh, I mean, you got him at work trying to eat something that's all sloppy and and messy and moist. You don't want to do that. Gravy yeah, on If you don't know how to take your turkey burger when that gravy's Sleeping you know dripping, you don't know how to take your turkey burger and lick up the up the slit. You, that's your problem. Hey, I'm just saying. Man at work, he ain't trying to do all that hard work, e- even though the burger's gonna be nice and moist and, and it's gonna be dec- decadent. Ain't nothing like a I'm moist burger. Uh, Matt says, uh, the classics wings, chili, pretzels, bid, and cheese sauce. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's just middle of America, right there. That's 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 the that's that right there is when you wake up. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, be like, oh, I didn't catch up on the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Miss Little John come out, you know, Miss Alicia Keys. Man, yeah, you buddy. Everything. You saw the kickoff and a couple of drives of the first quarter. And, yeah, At and the beginning then, of the third quarter, you in the bathroom. Yep. And you like, all right, time to catch up. What happened? Exactly. 
I'm um, guaranteeing this today. I'm sorry. It's not a bold prediction. It's a safe bet. At some point, I'm going to doze off during this game. I don't know if I'm dozing off in the second quarter or halftime, but there will be a nap taken. And I may have to go back and watch the game on delay. Well, actually, wouldn't be on delay. It'd be after the fact. I'm guaranteeing that. Oh, game starts six thirty. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, everything gonna be kicking off at six. I think kickoff is at six thirty. But uh, I know for a fact my youngest daughter is gonna be front and center for the national anthem because Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. Here we go. It wouldn't be a show if BJ didn't have pussy on the on the screen. This is a he. Thank you. Touche, pussycat. <laughs> but uh, what I'm eating today, I'm going my with my normal. Every Super Bowl, every you know, Royal Rumble's the weekend before Super Bowl most of the time. So Royal Rumble, Super Bowl. Well, no, Royal Rumble, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. All-Star Weekend. I have a – I try to do something for each weekend. So next weekend is uh, it's going to be wings. I'm going to – I'm buying wings for the All-Star game because for the last mm, – what was this? This is All-Star game 2006. Before she was my wife, I was in the kitchen cooking for her for the first time, and she put me out of my kitchen while I was cooking wings. So it's like you got to have wings for All-Star Weekend. So – all right, boss. So, wrapping this thing up, I'm having pizza. So, that that's that's it. And that's all. Meatloaf. Like really, really, people. The boss BJ had to jump there. Um, but that's what I'm eating. Let's wrap this thing up because we already had an hour fourteen. Uh, final thoughts before we go. The NBA has to do something about its injury policy. I'm telling you right now, Vegas not going to stand for this too much longer. Last two nights ago, no, yeah, two nights ago, I put in a parlay, and like by the time the game started, Tyrese Maxey was out of the game, and I know he'd been battling injury the whole time, but there's got to be a better way. For us to be notified of injuries, because it takes your bet from being worth something to like now, like you thinking you're gonna go to Sizzler, and now all you getting is ba da ba 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 money. You getting that McDonald's money, even though you're gonna be <laughs> loving it because you hit. But I mean, why not go to Sizzler? You know what I'm saying? And then you can sit out there and be like, "We gonna Sizzler, we gonna see." I'm sorry, but yeah, man, it's just it's just. They're gonna to have to fix something in this in this thing. And I don't know what it is, I don't know how you do it, but the NBA has to fix that. That's one. Um we had a great trade trade deadline. Um, it wasn't as active as we wanted it to be, but it was good enough. Um you talked about the game with the 76ers. I actually watched that. Uh, and I think what I saw was the youth. Like I loved Avia. I love Kispert um, in terms of their performances that night. Um, 
still would like to see Koulibaly be a little bit more aggressive. But Tyus Jones got Jones got in his bag, and this wasn't this was last night. Tyus Jones played like what's your boy from um, UNC, um, Cole Anthony? Yeah, he got in that bag where he was where he gave Cole Anthony the business. He got in that bag last night against um, Philly down the stretch. I think he had like thirteen or fourteen in the fourth quarter. Um, but that's the Tyus Jones I like seeing. The Tyus Jones, I'm a dog. Cole Anthony out. Um, Tyus Jones, not not the one he gets. He plays like the rest of the time. I think if he played like that cat, he'd be a he'd be a um, yeah he'd be a parental all star. Uh, for my final thoughts, uh, jumping off of Instagram comments don't show up, so please don't crucify me for this. But happy birthday to my cousin uh, Kenny, uh, celebrating his birthday. Uh, he said, KG, how many ounces in the Gatorade cooler for me sitting on the bench at MLB? It's a three-gallon cooler to be exact. Um, it, it takes about 12 to 14 counterclockwise stirs to get everything mixed up in there right. So, yeah. Um, he also asked the question, so should there be years that no one gets in the Hall of Fame? No. And then, always and then, eligible, but I, I think that the, the size of the class has to, has to uh, move. It has to get bigger. I think I think it has to stay where it is. And I think the difference is the, the thing that you said that I don't like is um that like a guy shouldn't get in when he gets in. Because the problem is if you make people if you make a person wait, sometimes because of the way they do this, they structure their classes. If there's another guy that's coming in that's a little bit that might be a higher than that person. They're going to bump this person, and you're going to be waiting month, I mean, years for this guy to get in the hole when he probably should have gotten in when he had the opportunity. So okay, I think I that's the. I'm going to say this. Think about how long Jerry Kramer had to wait to get in the Hall of Fame. Okay. 2018. He got bumped every year for guys that they didn't have the same in the Right. That's what I'm saying. Don't be comfortable saying that a guy shouldn't have got in this year. They should have made a wait. Because, no, the second you make him wait, you have this situation. You talked about Jerry Krause. You have the Art Monk situation. Because now these guys get caught up in a numbers game, and, and you're always, oh, this person, because the media does it. So if this guy has a better relationship with the media than you do, you're screwed. And, like, the biggest and the craziest one was, uh, the guy from Minnesota, I think his name was Dr. Z, because I think his name was Zimmerman as well. He pushed for Gary Zimmerman and all those guys, but he did not like Joe Jacoby. And that's I think he's part of the, the people that helped keep Jacoby out of it. And the fact that Washington's person is a national beat person and not somebody that's on the Washington beat, that's another reason why I think some of the Washington players um, don't get a fair shake in the in – the, um, in the hall. I agree with that. But I think the, the voting process has to change. I think every living breathing. No, no, no. You're gonna say every living breathing hall of famer. No. They shouldn't have a vote. No. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm gonna see if I can reach out. I'm gonna see if I can get him. I'm gonna try to get OJ Simpson on the show this offseason and see what he got to say. Cause I would love to sit down and talk with the juice. 
I know it'll be a killer interview, but I would love to sit down and talk to Juice and ask him straight up. You like to take a stab at asking him some questions? I love the juice. I got you. You want to chase down some answers. You know what I'm saying? So, let's <laughs> But I'm dead serious. I'm going to see if I can reach out to him and get him. You know uh, what? Today I might turn on my AC. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Matt, uh, Matt says, uh, come on, pop up now. Says, uh, thank you guys for some great uh, some great shows during the football season. Hey, you're welcome, Matt. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we got the off-season to look forward to, so until next oh, time. So this Tuesday, um, we got the – I'm going a, I'm to a jokingly call him the college twin. Um, it's my man Clarence Jeter. They call him Rab. We're going to get into some race. Um, T.C. William Titan. Um, of course, went to George Mason because that's where we met. And, um, yeah, big Broncos fan. Big Tar Heels fan. Um, I forget his basketball team. So we're going to have a nice conversation. This one, you might get some secrets on the Midnight Rider because we spent the first two years in college hanging out together. So you might get some in-depth information from behind the scenes. But that's just how we roll. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoy it. It's going to be a nice conversation. And then after that, we got JoJo. And I don't know what's next after that. Uh, well, shoot, we'll 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 try to line them up through the summer because we got a lot to talk about. So, um, for the Midnight Rider, the boss BJ had to jump. I'm the big guy, uh, KG. I can't say we don't do no overtime, but this had to be done. So, final, final NFL show for the season. Y'all be easy. I'm going to cry. Let's go, DC Defenders. <laughs>